0: Hello and welcome to the All Three Pints Betting Podcast with myself, James, from the Betting Desk, Tom Love from We Love Betting Gold, and Jerry from Jerry Taylor Tips. Uh, this is going to be a regular event recorded each week with our best picks across Europe, the Premier League, and the EFL. am going to dive straight in. We're going to lead up with Tom uh, with his European tips of the weekend.
1: Yeah, cheers. Um... I'm I'm looking at a couple of games here. Um, I've I've kind of taken quite keen interest in League on uh, the last kind of couple of years, and it's a league that think on on the up massively after being kind of uh, swatted away by the likes of La Liga, and Bundesliga before. Um, but I, I think obviously with with Messi coming in and. Um, Kind of the funds that are being spent by the likes of Rennes and and Nice, um, there's becoming quite a lot of hype around the league, and uh, it, it's been a really entertaining one to follow. And uh, the f- the first game that I'm going to go into is uh, on the south coast, Montpellier versus San Etienne, which is the early game on Sunday. It's live on BT Sport actually, uh, midday. Basically, Montpellier. If anyone's kind of listened to any previous podcasts I've been on, I've I've been kind of hyping them up uh, for goals and kind of the over two and a half, both teams to score markets. And um, it, it, it's kind of taken uh, a, a, a bit of shine off it since uh, the, the partnership of Andy Delors and Gaetan Laborde have, have kind of been broken up, both left in the window for the aforementioned Nice and Rennes. So the, these guys basically contributed over fifty percent of the goals last season, thirty-one of sixty, which is a really hefty number, um, especially for a, a team that did score plenty of goals. And with them both going, there's financial constraints at Montpellier at the minute, and they've kind of replaced both of them with one player in Valery Jomard from um, uh, Marseille, near, near neighbours Marseille. Um, quite quite controversial move that, but um, he comes in. Um, but I, I still think on, under Olivier Delalio, uh, the new manager who came in from Brest, very attack minded coach. Uh, they're following exactly the same patterns as they did last year under Michael De Zakarayan. And they're very attack minded, you know, that they're happy to concede goals, but they just want to make it an entertaining game. So they've been an absolute joy for overs backers. Um, but the, the kind of market I'm going into here uh, against Saint-Étienne, they're a team that I'm, I'm not wholly convinced about defensively, even though they're under a, quite a defensive-minded coach in Claude Puel. Um, I, I think there's, there could be a bit of value in the Montpellier strike force here, given Delors and Laborde are both out. Um, the player that I really like to score any time here is a lad called Elie Wahi, the striker. He's, he's only young. Um but he's been had well, he's had to settle for a place on the bench quite often, uh, last year. But whenever he came on, he, he kind of made a real name for himself. He scored a couple of winners. Um I've mentioned him before, and he, he's a real poacher. Um he's, he's just so lively in the box, just gets on the end of things, reacts to rebounds. And uh, given the amount of chances that Montpellier create with the likes of Teji Savanier, Mavididi, uh, some really a- attacking minded midfielders who love to create, I think Wahi is a player that you've got to look out for this season. Um, I- I'm expecting him to have a real breakout, yeah, and a lot of teams be in for him come next summer or the summer after that. Uh, one of these players who's Kind of grow, grown up in the suburbs of Paris, like so many of these uh, talented French players. And he, he might even be knocking on the door of the French uh, squad in a couple of years, I think. So, uh, yeah, the player that I like to score anytime, Ellie Wahi, he's 11 to 4 with Betfair and Paddy Power. Um, I think that's a cracking price. He's only 13 to 10 with Bet365, um, which is about where I'd have him in a, a team. Like Montpellier, attacking team, who've scored plenty of goals, um, especially at home, in front of the home fans that they're really good. So I think he can take advantage of uh, with Delors and Laborde leaving. He should start. Um, Germain might not start because he's only just come in, but what he should. And if he does, 11 to 4 anytime we bet fair. It's probably my favourite uh, anytime goal scorer pick um, for. Uh, Sunday uh, in League 1. I think that's a, a real cracker.
0: Thanks, Tom. Uh,
1: where are you moving to next? Yeah, so I'm going to go to the game. It's a bit later on the, on the same day. Um, in Brittany, uh, Nantes take on Nice, uh, another team that I've mentioned a few times in Nice, who I'm sure a lot of people who followed the league have seen their quite adventurous summer um, they've they've been spending the money. Uh, they've brought in a few decent players. I mean, the likes of Calvin Stengs from AZ Alkmaar. It's a great pickup. Justin Cliver from Roma, um, and obviously Delors who they've just signed from Montpellier. That I've mentioned that that's a terrific pickup. He's got plenty in France, uh, season in season out, and he he's just going to add to the front line. I mean, you've got a uh, Casper Dahlberg there too. And uh, a lad called Amin Gwiri, who um, I know a lot of people will be will be well known to him, especially in about a, a year's time. is a terrific player. Um, I've actually backed him for top scorer in the league as well, each way. Um, he's on penalty kicks, and he, he's actually twelve to five anytime best price, um, which is kind of my next best in this game. Uh, given he, he's, he's on pens, he loves a shot. His shot stats are kind of through the roof. And uh, he, he just he just screams quality to me. He's still only young. And kind of the attacking players around him, really talented. Like Dolberg, who can hold the play up. Um, I, I think that he's going to be a player who'll shorten to around six to four, week in, week out, to score any time. He's still kind of seen as a, a wide player when he's not. He, he loves to get central. Uh, cut in, and obviously on penalty kicks, which is which is kind of huge when you're betting on this market. Um, but my main bet in this game is Nice minus a quarter on the Asian handicap at 1.95. Uh, best price we bet 3.65. So basically, the, this bet for anyone who's not kind of savvy with the Asian handicap market, it means that half of your stake goes on Nice drawn no or bets. And the other half goes on Nice to win the game so basically if Nice win you, you take a full profit there but if they draw then at least you get half of your stake back so you're not, you're not kind of getting a full loss if they lose so it's kind of like a nice bit of insurance cover for you there um, and, and the price is there for you it's only a couple of ticks shorter than uh, the 2.2 on them to win which I'm happy to take Um You look at the manager in Christophe Galtier, obviously won the league with Lille last season. Terrific job there. I'm pretty sure no one would have had Lille as title challenges with PSG in the league. But his team was built on a solid defence and he's carried that on seamlessly um, on on the Côte d'Azur. They've yet to concede Nice and they've hit um, Lille in their own backyard for four. Which was a, a terrific performance. Um, obviously, they had that wild game against Marseille, which they were winning uh, before it got cancelled with about ten minutes to go. But yeah, I, I think that they've got more than enough to beat a non-side who are on the yeah they're on back-to-back defeats at the minute. Um, I watched both of them games uh, after having an interest in them against Lyon and Rennes in the Breton derby, which was a a one-way traffic game, um, even though it was only 1-0. Both games were 1-0. They should have won by more, Leon. Uh, sh- so should have Ren. And, yeah, they, they used to be a good team for backing both teams to score, did but uh, I'm, I'm not holding out too much hope for them. Moses Simon went off injured in the last game as well. Whether he's back or not, we're not so sure. But, um, yeah, Nice should have more than enough to win here non-17 for xg ratio at the minute as well so yeah i'm surprisingly not a little bit shorter i reckon they'll go off around 2.1 here when they get a bit more market movement here so yeah nice uh, minus 0.25 on the asian handicap is my main selection but have a look at Amin mean to score any time at 12 to 5 i think that's a lovely price
0: thanks tom i've just backed both of those
1: <laughs> good stuff
0: <laughs> I'm not sure my uh, stake will uh, impact the prices, so still plenty of time for listeners to get on those. Uh, let's go up to Scotland. Gerry.
2: Hi there, guys. Um, I'm going to start with a Saturday lunchtime game and, in Perth um, between St. Johnson and Rangers at McDermott Park. Um, Rangers have obviously got several players coming back from the international break. St Johnson, their fans have been a wee, on a wee bit of a, a downer the last couple of weeks getting knocked out of Europe after a fantastic run. In fact, a, a fantastic set of last year winning the two domestic cup, cups in Scotland. Um St Johnson, strangely enough for all their successes and their good play last season, they're very their goals at home, um, they don't score plenty at home. They only scored ten at home last season. Um they never actually sco- they haven't scored in living out of 21 recent home games. So, they're not really a... I think Tom's mentioned it in a previous podcast last year. I think he visited it for a bit as well. St Johnson games just don't seem to have goals at home. So, that's my can kind of angle into that one. This one, guys, um, Rangers... I'm fancying Rangers to win here in under three and a half match goals. You're getting a nice price with William Hill's 23-20 to 20 or 2.15. Um... St. Johnson will be trying to regroup. They've just the, the vultures were always going to be circling around Perth with the season they had last year. Um, not only will their manager be coming in for a bit of interest, but they've lost Jason Kerr and Ali McCann to Wigan and Preston. So they're on a wee bit of a downer, but they'll obviously be regrouping. They've brought in three loan signings. Lars Donker from Brighton, defender. Uh, St. Murray midfielder Cammy McPherson and Ali Crawford from Bolton. So... They have brought in a few reinforcements to replace what's left, but you know, whether the time will tell whether that's going to be sort of um an, an upgrade or a downgrade on the guys that have left, most likely a downgrade, you would think. It's going to be a tough game for St Johnson. They'll do their usual, they'll keep things tight. Rangers, they, they haven't been flawless so far at the start of this season. They get knocked out of the Champions League qualifying from Malmo. And um they had the a hiccup in the league at Tanadice, a shock uh, defeat to Dundee United. So um Steven Gerrard they'll be looking to make sure they the focus for this one the attitude's correct after the break they certainly they, 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 they won the old firm game 1-0 against Celtic last time out so that should give them a wee bit of confidence going into this one not expecting a goal fest as I say guys um, Rangers should be good enough to nick this one um, I did look at Rangers to win to 0 initially but I think a safer way in is Rangers to win the game and under 3.5 goals Um, with William Hill on their build, build your odds. So that's my first selection from Scotland. Um, I'll just crack on with the second one just now. I don't often include my own team, Kilmarnock, but um, Killy this week are at home to Morton. Morton aren't the best team in the Scottish Championship. They're probably going to be finishing in the spot in three. That's a position that's, they're looking certainly to be one of the bottom three, four teams I would suggest. Kilmarnock started the season pretty well, won the first game, first three games, didn't concede a goal. Um, then they came up in the last game against Inverness at home at Rugby Park and something had to give. Kilmarnock lost narrowly 1-0. There was not much in the game. I don't think, in fairness, Kelly did enough to win the game. So um, My selection for this one is Kelly to win to nil. I don't think Morton have a lot going for them um, up front. I don't think they've got you know, really, championship-type sort of uh, forwards that are going to do some damage this season. They've just lost their last couple of games. They lost 3-2 at home to Queen of the South, um, who are going to be a bottom-half team, and they get hammered 3-0 against Partick Thistle. Admittedly, Partick Thistle are looking like one of the best two or three teams in the league at the moment, so no disgrace there. But Kilmarnock should be you know, should be able to edge this one. Don't get me wrong, I don't think Killer in a position at the moment to be battering teams. You know, it's 1-0, it's 2-0, if anything. They've got a wee bit of an issue at striker. They started the season with young Ennis Cameron. Um, Tommy Wright sort of replaced him a few games ago with Scott Robinson, who's been injured now. And just before the the transfer um, window shut down, they got all the show off from Ross County, which isn't a bad signing for the Championship. He banged in a few goals for Ross County in the Premiership last season. So hoping the Ollie can maybe do the damage on Saturday for Kilmarnock, but a 1-0 or a 2-0 win to Kelly wouldn't surprise me. They should. if I mean, they're in the markets as slight odds on favourites to win this league. A price that I'm no sit over and armoured with, to be honest with you, I think it's a, a tricky league. I don't think there's much between a lot of the teams, really. Um, but if Kelly have got any aspirations to win this league and return at the first time of asking to the Premiership, they really need to be putting Morton away on Saturday. So, 31-20, 2.55, kill would to 1-0, which is with Bet Victor. Um, yeah, my third and final selection from Scotland for this weekend is on the corner markets. Um, Bet 365, and their wisdom, are giving us um, a few little bites at corners in the lower leagues in Scotland, which people know I like a wee dabble in League 1 and League 2 up here. A um, stack I started kind of stumbled across yesterday when I was going through all the data um, for League 2 for corners. Um, Kelty are the standout team in League Two, so you'd expect them to be quite high on the corner count as they are with the shots, getting shots away. So Kelty have actually um, bagged 33 corners today in our, the league matches. Most of our teams are sitting somewhere between 18 and 24 corners, but you would think Kelty would be out in front with 33, but how many leagues in the UK or Europe would you have the team that's bottom of the league actually way in front with corners? So. Take a bow, Stenhouse-Muir. Um, they're bottom of the league, but they've actually got 38 corners. So um just think there's maybe a wee angle in there. I'm going to have a wee dabble on it. I don't usually bother much with corner markets, to be honest. It's not really usually my bag um, overly. So I'm going to have a little dabble at 2.265 as is the price with bet 365. Stenhouse-Muir are a weighty Um Stenhouse-Muir, as I say, have bagged 38 corners. Um, in the first five matches. They've, they've bagged 8, 5, 13, 7 and 5 corners in their respective games. They're up against Annen, who have started the season pretty well. and are probably good for an averager four corners a game so I'm going to go for over 10 corners here Two point two sixty five. we bet 365 just to see if you know that's a value price there based on Stenhouse Muir maybe been overlooked here because they're bottom of the league but they're banging in the corners and they've got a couple of wide men I watched them in the first game of the season at home to Stirling Albion and they certainly like to get the ball on the deck and they've got a couple of tricky wingers on the in the wide area so I'll give it up when I go as my third selection guys in Scotland for this weekend
0: Thanks, Jerry. Um I'll crack on that with my EFL uh, best bet of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to the, the Hawthorns. Um, I've been really impressed uh, with West Brom so far. I was a bit concerned of how long it might take them to adapt uh, to a change of manager, a new style. Um, but they've settled down really well and been very impressive so far. Um, Underline data is good. You know, they, they like the set pieces, long throws. I was quite keen to take them on the minus one Asian handicap, but actually, looking at the team news, I'm going to change that and take West Brom to win an over one and a half goals at five to six Uh, with bet 365. Millwall, a few injury problems. Looks like Ryan Leonard, Danny McNamara, and Sean Hutchinson won't play. Um, But also, on top of that, West Brom are probably going to be about Matt Clark and O'Shea. So they probably have some issues at centre back. Um, They'll have to have a bit of a reshuffle. Uh, to, to fill those gaps, they're not blessed with lots of centre halves. Um, assuming you know they'll, they'll probably line up with three at the back. Um, but when you look at their attacking players, um, you know I think Phillips, Matt Phillips, uh, Robinson, Colin Grant will probably be, be the front three have uh, Livermore and Mowatt, who's just slotted into to, to the Baggies team uh, perfectly well. Um, you know, and there's still no room, really, for uh, Jordan uh, Hugo or uh, Diaga, who was, you know, decent for them last season. So plenty of options going forward. Um, but, say, with those injuries at the back, um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if Millwall could nick a goal. Uh, we've seen West Brom uh, have four wins um, from five games. Uh, they've dominated most of the games. I think maybe a few years ago, M- Millwall uh, and the jacket may have been a bit of a, you know, a, a hardened team for for a side like West Brom. But I think under Gary Rowett, they may have softened slightly. I still think it'd be a physical game. But I just look at how West Brom uh, line up the game and how they're going to attack and be dominant from set pieces. Um, I I just can't see them not causing them problems. You look at the underlying data, West Brom currently sits second on expected points. Uh, They're in the top uh, two or three for most of the metrics, non-penalty XG. uh, Whereas Millwall struggling in the bottom third. Uh, I don't think they'll, you know, they're not going to give away too many opportunities, um, but West Brom just look far too strong. Um, you know, they're averaging four shots in the box on target per game and only conceded two, uh, while Millwall are, are, are conceding at least three uh, three per game. Uh, I can't see any other result than, than West Brom to score at least a couple. I do, I do know, obviously, you know, they only got one against Posh last time out. And that frustrated a few that had backed the baggies to at score at least a couple. Um, but I think we'll see normal service resumed here uh, and the baggies to win an over one-half goals at five to six with bet three, six, five is my pick of the weekend. Tom, I think you've got a couple of EFL bets. Do you want to share those now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got a few as well. Um, let's just dip into League One. Uh, a game which I think will be quite entertaining is Ipswich against Bolton. Um Ipswich, it's not been the start that many fans or, or kind of pundits would have expected. Um, I think I think they're yet to win. Uh, they've conceded two goals in every single one of their games as well, which is a real worry from a defensive standpoint. Um, they kind of got backed into favouritism uh, in pre-season, which is understandable given the what, 18 signings I think that they made in the end. Um, but... I always worry about teams who make so many, uh, so many signings like that. There's going to be a lot of unhappy players in that in that team, and uh, yeah, I'm not massively convinced personally about Paul Cook. Um, Whenever I've listened to his interviews, um, it's all very kind of basic language. It's not really going into too much detail. Um, some some managers do do stuff like that on purpose, um, but I think that he, the brains behind his kind of previous success was, was probably Liam Richardson, who I think's done a brilliant job at Wigan, keeping them up last year. They've had a really good start against some really tough opponents as well with Wigan. Um, it's kind of kind of showing I think, and I think it's what I kind of expected in pre-season. I was more than happy to write it switch off the promotion. Um, at, the, at the prices uh, but at the end of the day they do have so many attacking players who can score goals and uh, the bet that I like in this game against Bolton is over 2.5 goals, that's uh, 1.93 with bet victor best price which I think's is uh, absolutely fine uh, given you've got two attack minded teams here uh, Overs has landed in every single Ipswich game this season in the league which is a um, interesting and so both teams to score so they're showing that they can score but they're showing that they just can't defend and they're coming up against a Bolton side who somehow didn't manage to score or beat Burton uh live in front of the cameras on Monday night despite an absolute barrage of efforts um they, they just couldn't get the goal I mean there was one one ruled out quite controversially uh from Lee which I think probably should have been given um but no side has taken more shots than Bolton this season. And only uh, Oxford have a better attacking XG than them at the minute. So, despite them kind of not not featuring too many kind of high-scoring games, they had a couple of free threes at the start of the season. Um, but they, they seemingly dropped off a little bit. The process has still been quite strong. Um, but again, if you look at from a defensive standpoint, they're conceding quite a few shots as well, uh, especially away from home, so I'm liking the chances of a high-scoring game here with, you know, you've got the likes of Owen Doyle and Bourne, uh, Norwood if he wants to come off the bench. I mean, you could could go on forever with Ipswich players, but um, it's basically a bet that um, I just expect to keep landing in Ipswich games until they get their defensive kind of solidarity about them. Um, Whenever a team makes so many changes defensively, it's usually where they are the weakest because it's them partnerships that are so key to building a team that would eventually go up. Um, but yeah, but Bolton have been really good going forward. I think Ipswich are, are way too short in this game, I've got to say. But I'd much rather take the goals angle. So over two and a half goals at 1.93, we bet Victor that that'll be my best bet in that game.
0: I quite like um, that, Tom, just to interrupt there. I mean, the yeah. thing I'd add is that Ipswich's biggest problem, they've got no defensive midfield player. They play yeah. Lee Evans and Raheem Harper, who both like to get on the ball, especially Harper, like to push forward. They push the full-backs right up, um, which means that sides, you know, they get the ball, they turn and they're running straight at the Ipswich two centre-halves. Um, yeah. uh, I think Cook has, has not handled the the influx of players as well, as, as you quite rightly said. Um, I can't see anything but goals. Ipswich have only kept one clean sheet um, in their league games and friendlies and that was Dartford. Uh, they've conceded in every other game.
1: <laughs> it's a shambles. Uh,
0: how long does Paul Cook have?
1: Oh, you've got to give him time, obviously. I mean, I, I, There's no point spending that much money on that many players just to get rid of your manager. It's just going to cause him more problems. So, I, Even if you're kind of hovering around 8th or ninth with a month left in the season, I, I still would keep hold of him uh, because there's, there's no point in changing stuff. I mean, even at Bradford, the team that I support, we, we've done that for years and it, it's just meant we've gone down and down. So, it it rarely works. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's got enough time in, in the bank but yeah I can't say I'm massively convinced um, by him this is the first time he's been without his assistant I think and I really do think that assistant managers get overlooked way too much especially in the AFL I think even if you look at kind of Newcastle with Jones in there helping Steve Bruce it's kind of a similar thing I think if he left there I mean you'd see Newcastle kind of drop off a cliff I think so yeah, I'd give him plenty of time. Um, he's he's got the track record. He deserves the respect. And uh, but you you would be expecting a lot more. I mean, it's which is run running hasn't been massively difficult compared to a few other teams. So oh,
0: I, 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 completely, I completely agree, mate. If you look at who they've got, I mean, they have played so Wimbledon, MK Dons, Cheltenham, Burton. They played Newport in the cup, uh, and then Morecambe, and they've conceded in every single game. It's not the it's not the hardest of starts. No. Um, potentially apart from MK Dons I think Bolton are probably the, the, the in my view the strongest of the, of the teams they've had to face um, I'm I'm all over this bet with you
1: oh, That's good to hear <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, uh, I'll just dip into the League 2 game on Friday night, well there's two League 2 games actually, I quite like the interest of, but I'm going to focus on uh, Barrow uh, versus Colchester um, we actually put up on on the Telegram Paro uh, six to five earlier two point two to win the game, which I thought was a a, a nice play. Um, I, I shortened a little bit since then. I expect them to possibly even go off around even money, if not odds on, because there's a few kind of factors in my thinking here. I mean, the, there was two teams that I thought were really really undervalued in the antipost markets in League 2 and that was Harrogate and Barrow just because the uh, the two teams that obviously came up together from the National League last season uh, both kind of stayed up obviously, um, been relatively comfortable uh, but what Barrow have done is they've given the chance to the players that got them up in the first season, they got the job done, they survived, it's that's it, that's all they had to do. That was their MO. Um, but since then, this summer, they, they've done some really interesting business, I think. In the summer, um, obviously, they've brought in Mark Cooper as a manager, which I think is a real coup because even though Forrest Green didn't manage to go up under him, um, the numbers were really good for Forrest Green. Um, it, it was just lacking kind of a clinical striker for them. Um, and He's a manager that I know is really highly rated by quite a few other managers in the league. and I was very surprised that Barrow managed to get him in, um, but they obviously sold him a, um, a, a good kind of deal because they've brought in some really good players, I think, for that kind of level. Uh, Zanzala up front, I think, is very lively. Um, I think that he, he's got a wonderful goal, actually against Oldham last time out, they won 3-0, really impressive performance there from Barrow, and I think at home they might even be stronger than they will be aware, because it's quite quite a trek for a lot, a lot of teams, I mean, if you look at how far Colchester is the Barrow, that that's a mammoth trip, it's pretty much the length of the country, uh, from Essex up to the Cumbrian coast, so, I mean, they're not going to be happy about that. And Barrow have actually had a free week, which is a, a real kind of important factor in my thinking for this bet. Colchester played at home against Gillingham in the EFL Trophy on Tuesday night and they lost in the last minute, 1-0. Um, a few kind of first-team players played in that. And then they've got to make this huge trip up to Barrow. And this is on Friday night, remember? It's not on a Saturday, so... Um, it's far from ideal from Colchester and Colchester's numbers last season were, were pretty dire um, they've not improved this season despite bringing in some interesting players from Ipswich they've probably brought in about 10 players I think from from the Tractor boys and uh, I think that they're kind of there for a bit of a payoff um, that's quite, it kind of shouts out to me obviously it's not far from Ipswich to Colchester, and it just seems like Hayden Mullins there is a the manager. He's quite inexperienced, and you're bringing in some really experienced players. Um, that never really sits right with me. I think it do not really work. I think that some players can try kind of take the mantle as a manager in that regard. And yeah, I'm, I'm not holding out too much hope for Colchester. I don't, I don't think they're that good defensively either. And um, their XG for this season's pretty paltry. I think they've had three expected goals, been outshot in pretty much every game. And Barrow um, have signed a playing Robbie Gotts, who was on loan at Salford from Leeds last season, a player that I think will will absolutely boss this level. Um, I'm surprised some other bigger teams didn't come in for him. Um, and they they kind of splashed the cash. I've listened to the owners before and. Uh, They've kind of been quite candid in saying that they've, they've spent a lot of money um, on the training facilities, um, as well as the squad and the staff and the recruitment. And I just think their their style they kind of play this three, uh, five three two kind of formation, and it suits them down to the ground. And uh, I think they them at home they've got it all in their favor here. Um, I think it's kind of priced up a little bit on them. If this was uh, Uh, Bradford, for instance, against Colchester, I think you'd be looking at kind of 1.6. So to get around 2.15, 23 to 20 best price on Barrow, I think looks a cracking bet on Friday night. Um, So, yeah, they're they're probably my favourite bet in League 2 this weekend. Anything else, Tom? That's it from me. Uh, Just the four bets. I mean, I'll I'll just give a nod to Harrogate, on friday night as well they're at home to newport and it's kind of a similar story actually um harrogate absolutely flying this season they've got some really the squad's fantastic i think i'm really impressed with them last season but they've supplemented their attack really well uh with armstrong who's on fire danilo arcy from maidenhead who i saw quite a bit of last season in the conference. He's um, come in and he, he played in a midweek EFL trophy game and scored a hat-trick against Mansfield. So they've got real good competition for places with Muldoon up there as well. Um, Jack Diamond's coming from Sumberland, which is another good addition. So they've got loads of good players and they're coming up against a Newport side that I've really rated in the last couple of years, but they're having a really slow start. They're kind of down there on quite a few metrics, I think. So <coughs> Um, again, it's a, it's a real mammoth trip for Newport up from South Wales up to North Yorkshire. And um, yeah, I, I think that the money will probably come for Harrogate as well. Uh, they're a little bit shorter than Barrow. Um, but if you're looking at something for Friday night, maybe a little double on Barrow and Harrogate could be of interest uh, there. I think that I'd pay kind of 3 to 172. Um, I'll be having a little nibble on that for now kind of a couple of quid nothing massive but um, two kind of home teams that I think um, should benefit from geography and kind of logistical issues at the other end Uh, so yeah two two of my favourite anti-course teams Barrow and Harrogate on Friday night I, I like the look of them
0: Cheers Tom Joey you got some EFL bets for us
2: yeah I'm going to dip my toes into the EFL waters as well just a couple of quick ones guys um Firstly in League 1, um, Sunderland against Accrington Stanley. Both teams have started similarly well. Both have won four uh, league games already. Um, I'm quite li- I'm quite liking goals in this match, to be honest, similar to what Tom was saying about the Ipswich game. Um, both teams to score is a strong fancy. I mean, Sunderland at Stadium Light, always good for a goal or two. Um, they've scored now in 25 of their last 27 at home. Um, and they've only kept two clean sheets in the last 19 league games. Um, Accrington, the last 12 games, they've scored in 11 of them. And away from home in the last 26, they've scored an impressive 20 games out of the last 26 away. So Accrington like to, you know, they can score a goal as well. Their strikers really have, have yet, yet, yet to really get going. Colby Bishop and Mumbungo, but I'm sure they can certainly score in this game. I'm going to chuck in over two and a half goals as well with both teams to score here. Um, that gets us 2.265 with William Hills. Um, as I say, Ross Stewart started well with Sunderland. He's, as I was saying earlier on, he scored four goals today. He must be a contender to be up there with a top league goal scorer in League One this season. Um, he's come down for Scotland. He just, he's done pretty well. Since Charlie White left, ironically enough, you know, it's, it's probably gave him his, his space if you like. It looked a bit awkward when I... Watched a few Sunderland matches last season and the two big guys were up there together. So, um, he's, he's, he's getting regular starts now, Ross Stewart, and I think he's going to have a cracking season for goals. So, fancy both teams to score there and over two and a half goals with William Hill, 2.2, 6-5. Um, my final selection, guys, is League 2, Scunthorpe against Exeter. Um what jumped off the page when I started looking at this one was the amount of draws that both teams are racking up. Um, Scunthorpe have already had three draws. They've only scored three goals in their five games. Exeter's last twelve matches, incredibly, they've drawn eight times in the last twelve. So um four out of six draws this season, at Exeter so far, so and two of them were nil nils. So a draw at ninety four, three point two five we bet Victor. Could be the way to go here. If guys like to do two or three draws on a weekend, you can sometimes, for some loose change, get yourself you know, a few quid with two or three draws. That's certainly one I'd be looking to include. Sc- Scunny against Exeter. Um, a nil-nil, wouldn't surprise me. It could be a one each. Don't expect loads of goals. And both of them are um, always good for a draw very recently.
0: Thanks, mate. That just leaves me with my last EFL pick of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to take QPR, draw no bets against Reading. Uh, you can get that about 1.8 uh, marathon bet or 1.8 bet. Um, I think QPR look a really good team this year. Um, I think they've got a good spine in the team. Uh, Dieng in goal, Rob Dickey at centre-half, and then Johansson uh, and Ball in the middle of the park. I think Andre De will get better uh, as he settles more into the Championship. Then up front, they seem a little bit blessed you know, with, with some really good players at this level. Then Charlie Austin, Andre Gray, who they've signed on loan, and then Lyndon Dykes. I think They'll be a handful for any championship defence. Um, they're undefeated this season. Uh, they've scored tw- two goals in five of their six games. Uh, and I think as they bed, as they sort of Warburton beds that side in you know, and, and finesses it, I think they'll get better and better. I know a lot of people have tipped them as dark horses for the playoffs this season. Uh, their underlying metrics so far hasn't been that impressive. Um, but I do think they'll get better. Uh, I look at Reading. I, just, I, I almost tipped them up. I have tipped them up to get relegated this season from the championship. I look at their team; uh, it's slightly better now since the, since the window's closed. But I just can't see them them, them doing much. You know, they're they're bottom three um, for so second bottom for expected points. They're third bottom for ex, uh, expected goal ratio, and no sides conceded more shots in the box on target um, than, than Reading. Uh, conceding 5.6 shots on target from inside the box in their games so far. Uh, I think if you give that amount of chances to the quality that QPR have going forward, you're going to struggle. Um, Reading, so you know, they've only beaten a poor Preston side this season. They've conceded in every game, and they've conceded two or more goals in four of their five games this season. Um, I can't see Rangers losing the game. I think they'll. I think they'll definitely. Um, I think they'll definitely get on the score sheet. And then you do worry about Reading um, being able to to, to to counteract that. I know they've signed Scott Dan. Um, I think it would be better for this bet if he does play. I don't know how fit he's going to be. You know, has he had a good preseason? He's probably played in no preseason friendlies. Uh, Danny Drinkwater they've signed on loan as well. I think he's passed his sell by date. I think since he's had his big money move, he sort of drifted. Uh, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he sort of drifts out of football in the next sort of 24 months. Um, I don't think they've really added much quality to their, to their a squad that I think will be short of goals. Um, so to take 1.8 uh, on QPR to avoid defeat, uh, I think it is, it is a decent bet. So QPR will improve as the season go on. They've got a good spine uh, and they look, you know, those strikers they've got should score goals. Uh, so that's my second bet of the weekend. Uh, And that wraps up the first podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Uh, We'll try and record this weekly, be out Wednesday or Thursday going forward. It will be up on the usual Gambler uh, Twitter feed. So please uh, like, uh, retweet uh, and have a look at the three of us. Uh, We've all got subscription services on Gambler. Um, Come and have a look and see what we're about. Uh, Our DMs are always open on Twitter if you fancy a conversation. Uh, talk about the bets or talk about your own bets then please dive in if there's nothing else we'll speak to you all next week good luck